Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Cretelli, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Luca Moya. We have a jam-packed show, a lot to go over on this episode of the L2 Sports Podcast. The Blue Jays are making moves. They signed a big-name pitcher last week. They also lost a big-name pitcher uh, today, and we'll go over that as well. We're going to look at some of the storylines within the NBA and NHL. And as always, as we round off our show, we will give out our Week 12 NFL marquee matchup picks. But before that, Luca, how's your week been? Uh, I want to congratulate you on graduating school finally. I was going to do the same thing to you. (laughs) We both got our, uh, finally got our diplomas Mm -hmm. and our, uh, I guess, graduation ceremony finally after, I guess, a year and a bit. Official uh, of it's waiting. Ofi- official. It's, official, it's official. We're officially done school. We're on our own. We're 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 out of it. So <laughs> I just want to say congratulations to you. Uh, Thank we've you, been you together too. pretty you much well. the whole ride. So let's mm. keep it going. I guess it's been a long ride. Late nights, just like tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what, man? Listen, we do it because like ever since I was a kid, I'm like, man, like I watch sports every night. Why not make some money out of it? And I'd like to think I'm I'm decent at uh, at talking about things. You know me, I can go on forever talk mm-hmm. about a certain topic. So oh, yeah. uh, it's it's gonna be fun. But for everyone listening, we're grinding away here, still giving you guys episodes, trying to. Anyways, uh, we're trying to get the viewers up though, because when we first started this, you're getting bare views, like three hundreds. And now it's like single digits with a two in front of it. So it's not really exactly where we want it to be, but hopefully we got some exciting things coming up for you guys and uh, turn this thing around. But I, I have fun doing this all the time. And even if we get uh, zero people listening, it, it's just fun just once a week, just to talk about sports and just clear head and talk shit about our teams and how bad they're doing. Exactly. It's just it get the reps in. And I yeah. think it was the initial shock of the first Luca and Lucas show back it, I think hype. two years ago we had like over 300 views that Christmas special got over oh. 150 views and but there's people on my Instagram live listening to the full yeah, show man. that was those was a cre- and we had a full studio like me and you were doing this been doing this podcast over zoom for the past year and a half yeah exactly. so it, it's been a wild ride so we're, we're gonna keep it going we love doing this so as you said Luca we love talking about sports so let's get right into it the Blue Jays last week, we didn't get to talk about it because it happened pretty much the day after we released the podcast. Uh, Jose Barrios signed a $130 million contract over seven years with a fifth-year option. What do you make of this deal? How would you like it? What was your initial reactions when you saw the news? My initial reaction was, I don't know where things stand on Robbie Ray, but it's looking less likely right now. So they thought, you know what, we have to lock up Rios. And, and to be completely honest with you, I like it. I like the deal. He's young. He's done it in, in multiple places before. He's on like a one-year wonder. And he pitched good for the Jays. Other than, other than the game I went to, because I just bring bad luck to the city, he was a stud this year. And so locking up a guy like that, we're going to talk about the pitcher that they lost. But right now, it's looking – decent like this rotation you have to also think about it we got spoiled last year we did not think ray was going to be what ray ray was we did not think manoa i i'm going to be honest with you i didn't even know how Manoa was it was all this talk about nate pearson there nate pearson manoa comes out of nowhere 
steals the show. Then they go out and trade for 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 Brios now, and and they had a really really solid rotation. Mats is another guy came out of nowhere. We didn't think it was going to be good. How many times have we said this? Your favorite guy, TJ Zoik, was your third guy, but he's gone. Like, where is he now? Like, that's the least of our problems now, right? So the the rotation being the way it is, we got spoiled last year. It's going to look very, very different coming into this year. There's one guy I think they got to get rid of, but they won't. I think Rio, we just got to get him off the books. That in mm-hmm. my That's just my opinion. I think he's still a great guy, but I've never liked it, and I've told you this before. I've never liked the off-speed pitches. Or pitchers, I should mm-hmm. say. When you can only throw two pitches, it's tough. And I know he's his ERA is great, but I saw too many blow up innings this year for me to to like him making this amount of money. But again, I think his deal is almost done anyway, so they're just going to suck it up. But Ray is looking less likely after this deal. But I mean, he's going to be our ace for the next five years, you would hope. Mm-hmm. And he says he loves being in Toronto. And that's all you can want, really, when when someone comes to Toronto. Because nobody likes coming here, let's be real, in any sport, unless it's hockey. So it's a good thing that he, he likes being here in Toronto and he's going to stay. Yeah, a lot to touch on there. When I first saw the news come down, I was following it on Twitter at work. I saw it was 150, then 140, and then it ended up being 131 over 7. Um, I listened to, to the press conference with him and just, like, like you said, Luca, he wanted to be here. He, he said that he felt at home in this city when he pitched here for the, for the remainder of last year. And we're happy to have him. I think that was high on Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro's to-do list this offseason was get this young pitcher locked up so the Jays at least have some steady and, I guess, reliable pitching in their rotation for the years moving forward. He pitched – he had a couple blow-up games, but I think all in all – pitch really well and now that he's going to settle in with Pete Walker he's going to settle into pitching at the Rogers Center every fifth day I think this is nothing but good uh, for Jose Barrios and the Toronto Blue Jays as well you touched on Ryu there I think he is in the last year of his deal and mm-hmm. what I've been hearing as well is that they're going to treat him differently this year if you look at the stats and I don't have them in front of me but Jose uh, pardon me Ryu uh, pitched better on longer rest, so six, seven days rest. He always would come out and have a good day. But if he had to pitch pretty much every five days continuously, you would see that steady decline in his game. So I think with the Jays and how they're going to handle him next year is they're going to a lot. They're going to be a lot more of those six days, seven day starts for Ryu, and they're going to have to bring in maybe a raw stripling or maybe my boy TJ Zoik uh, to come in and pitch maybe an opening spot or a spot start here and there. But if you can keep Ryu as fresh as possible and pitch to his strengths, I think that could be good as well. Um, Manoa, we have to see how he's going to do in his second year. We still don't know if Nate Pearson is a starter. We still don't know if he can hack it uh, pitching seven innings every five days. And There's just a lot of now with this big deal and just the uncertainty of are we going to sign Ray? Are we going to sign Simeon? Like, I'm a little worried about this rotation, Luca. I I really am. Mm -hmm. And some of the notable free agents that like the Jays are like, I'm not going to say tied to, but that, but you would look at it is John Gray of the Colorado Rockies, eight and 12, a four nine ERA. He had 157 strikeouts last season. Like, again, you have Pete Walker, he's arguably one of the best. I'd say pitching coaches 
in the league based on what he's done with a Steven Matz, with Barrios when he came in changing his delivery, what he just did with Robbie Ray and how he helped him get to a Cy Young caliber as well. And a familiar face in Marcus Stroman as well, 10 and 13, 302 ERA. I don't know if he is a top candidate for the Jays based on how he left with the Ross Atkins, Mark Shapiro beef uh, going on there. So we'll see how this rotation like shapes out. And it's just a little bit worrying. We're still on that ride of is Ray coming back or are they going to go for Simeon? I think it has to be Simeon. Like that's just me. I've talked to a bunch of my friends. They say it, it should be Ray. Pitching is the most important thing in baseball. The guy plays 162 games, man. Like he plays every single game. And I know it's so hard to find good pitching in this league, but might be a dumb call, but we really haven't seen this from Ray. Like, that's why he was on this one-year deal. Is it a risk now to give a guy going into his 30s a multi-year deal? I heard they're in talks with, with Guzman from uh, the Giants. Yeah, but they've Boston, always – apparently there's been a lot of years where the Jays have gone. Yeah, got, uh, Kevin Gosman. Yeah, Gosman, yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of, like – history with him and the Jays being they've tried to get him every year and he's just denied denied and gone somewhere else and gone somewhere else so really and he has the same agent as Marcus Stroman as well so just it just all this politics stuff too as well and another huge hit we lost Steven Matz uh signs a four-year deal with with the the St. Louis Cardinals four years 44 million uh the Jays offered him three years I don't know what the dollar figure was but again he took the years. Good on him. He, you don't know how his uh, trajectory is going to go. He went for the length, uh, I guess, over the dollar figure from the Jays. It's a big loss. It is a big loss because he pitched. He's just one of those four or five guys who can give you innings, just mm-hmm. cut down innings every every four or five days. Um, that was tough. It, it really was seeing that today because he he wanted to make the decision closer to uh, American Thanksgiving. But ugh, I wish we kept Steven Matz after uh, just it's just the Ray and Simeon. Once Ray and Simeon is cleared up, then I think the Jays can move forward. But just right now, it's just looming and it's it's just bothering. It is. Because this is the thing, like $11 million a year is pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. It's very cheap for a guy who had a really good year. You give him the term, you give him the money. Now you got him, Varios, where you locked up. That's three guys. That's, that's a solid, solid, solid rotation right there. Those three guys. And Manoa. And if Manoa go. can do what he's well, you have a fourth guy, and there then you, you find that you, you, you get have the ball to go pin going. You know, if Pearson can be the starter, you thought maybe I don't know. You're gonna have to plug some guys in, but you know, you sign a low end free agent after that. Mm-hmm. How many times do you see that these these late pickups late in the year? Like Ray was was signed again late in the year. They just needed a guy. Like, okay, you know what? We'll bring you back for another year and see what happens. He wins the Cy Young. You sign Matt, so you got three guys. I thought it was crucial to sign Matt's man. Because Ray was going to be the big money. Now you lost Matt, and it's already looking tough to get Ray. So at least you would have had three, four guaranteed starters. Now you only have three. That's a that's big. That's one less starter. That's that's one game less every four games. Is what I'm trying to say. It's a big loss. It's a very very big loss. Um, he was one of those guys where I wasn't like confident, confident like Manoa and Barry or whatever. But I was like, okay, you know what? Like, it's not Trent Thorpe. Yeah, I, it's, exactly. like I, like he's not he's not where it's like every pitch I'm holding my breath because he's going to hang one down the middle type mm-hmm. of guy. What I do want to ask you, though, is the MLB first team came out 
and the second team. I've never seen this in my life where they got where teams got three players on the first team and then a guy on the second team. They don't even make the freaking playoffs. Okay, but we're not going to go there now. Bo Bichette didn't make it. And I thought he had a legitimate case, but the guys he who made it over him are Tatis Jr. Or well, yeah, I'm saying on the second team, wasn't yeah. make the first team, yeah, because it was Semyon and Tatis, mm-hmm. right? It was Trey Turner, okay. If you want to put him a second, or or, or Ozzy Albies on uh, on the Braves. Now those are the two positions. I don't know the flexibility when it comes to second base shortstop. I don't know if it's like you can't make it as another position. Yeah, but I thought he had a really good chance. See, yeah, Trey, hot Trey take Turner's here. Trey Turner. Trey Turner's Trey Turner. That's what I'm saying. I say yeah, Trey yeah. Turner is a lock at the shortstop yeah. position, and Albies was Acuna Jr. went out all year last year, and I guess that burden fell on on albies to take the reins because they're always the it's like freeman or acuna freeman albies and then you could throw swanson in there as well so mm-hmm. having him at second base he just won the world series i think uh he was pretty much a lock i'm not taking anything away from boba shet he had a monster year and yeah, trust me numbers than albies trust me i can see him being up there for the all all nba maybe the first team uh, MLB, at shorts MLB. up mlb <laughs> what did i say NBA, NBA, yeah, last year threes, he's hitting home runs, so I can see him there. But I had no yeah. no beefs with the with the all NBA team. Okay, so well MLB, MLB. Let's just move on to the NBA because <laughs> okay. I just keep talking about it. Sure. Um, quick quick questions here is just things I've been noticing in the NBA. Um, you saw the big fight between uh, LeBron oh, yeah. James and um, what's his name, Stewart, um, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Um, LeBron got one game. Uh, Stewart got two. Uh, <laughs> it looked like a WWE match with him running through his walking. Whole, like, you know what? You know what's funny? You say that. Guess what I watched for the first time since you told me about it at school. AEW. AEW. I watched. No, 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 no. That. No, uh, I. You know, sometimes it'll be on like sports or I'll just turn it on if there's something on. I watched that Royal Rumble, that that WWE Royal Rumble where Brock Lesnar was just killing guys. Oh, and, and then he came back, and then Drew comes in and kicked him out. Kicks him over the thing. How hype was I, that? I was How like, hype was that? Oh my god! I'm like, this is far. I'm like, I, I'm, you don't know what I was thinking. Seriously, I was thinking, I'm like, I can just imagine Lucas watching this live and thinking, what the hell is happening here? No, the the true story. I'm like, I watch it by myself. Obviously, my brothers and my family is not really into so much into my room. Yeah, yeah. And I knew Brock was coming in first as the WWE champion. I'm like, this is well, that was be, predetermined. That was predetermined. Okay, that's the first he time wanted, a champion has come in, though, right? No, no. They've had two separate occasions where the championship was defended in a Royal Rumble. One was Ric Flair won it in 93, where if you won the Royal Rumble, you became champion. And oh, then really? Roman Reigns defended his title in the Royal Rumble, so and they- Triple H won at the end of it, and then they fought at WrestleMania. Yeah, here's my so wrestling they make brain. The ro- so they put they put the title on the line now? At the Royal Rumble. No, they do oh, that sometimes, sometimes. So It only happened, has happened twice. Okay, okay. So in this separate occasion, Brock Lesnar was going in as the champion. And since he is the beast incarnate, the story was that he was going to win the Royal Rumble so he didn't have to face anybody at WrestleMania because he was already the champion. The championship wasn't on the line during that run okay, he was okay. just gonna win so that nobody could face him at wrestlemania i knew that wasn't gonna happen but as i'm seeing 
number two, three, four, five. Keep going over the and rope all the way to dumbing fifth. guys, dumbing guys, with and eight then, seconds, man. Like we just then get rid of them. I see Drew McIntyre's music hit after Ricochet. He hits the claymore over over the top rope. Luca, I cannot tell you how fast I jumped off my bed, screaming like I don't. Bo-. I was so hyped, okay, and then dude. I was almost in tears. Oh my god! In tears no when Edge came back. Oh, Edge! Oh, that was that was crazy. Because he came back after eight years, neck surgeries. You're never gonna wrestle yeah. ever again. Mm-hmm. And he twice. So didn't he come back in like 2011 in or something? 2010. 10? He yeah, came okay. back after an Achilles injury. Again, hype moment in the. I remember because I put money on that as a little kid. I mean, my my <laughs> boys made a little five dollar bet. All of us we thought we were big shots. I had exactly. Shawn Michaels. Oh, he was. I had Shawn Michaels in that rumble that's too right, to face the Undertaker. To, yeah, that's what I was going. For. Oh, okay. One guy picked Kofi Kingston. He said, "What are you doing?" Anyways, <laughs> but WWE. Sorry. I I know this is completely off topic, but WWE returns are so crazy. Like when Cena returned to Money in the Bank, no way, and he just comes in. It was insane. I was like. I feel like I'm a little kid again watching this. It was I love the crazy. returns. It's and you you said this to a T. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And I this is always going to stick in my head. WWE is a soap opera for for young adult men or even old men. Yeah, for forty like, year olds. I know it's predetermined. I know it's fake, but it elicits a such a reaction. Yeah. And it's like, wow, they tricked me. Wow, they did this. And it like sometimes it pisses me off. But yeah. like I don't I'm more of an AEW guy now. I watch AEW. Yeah, no, you, you've turned your back on, on no AEW is way right? better wrestling, and all the good guys are jumping ship over there. And it's just you wanted to be Ray Mysterio back in the day. Didn't you have some training or something? Oh, yeah. You looked I, into dude, it? That was, I looked into the training. I looked into oh, the because tra- oh, I went to one of the shows and they put training like advertisements in people's like windshield wipers so i was on my dad's wow. truck and i took it and i still have it in my room to this day so we're a no, little don't off. kid yourself though eh? don't kid yourself like even though it is fake man th- Dude, those, those guys, guys go, through go, through, a lot, through, man. go through a lot like their bodies yeah. are never the same at the end of their career man right? you gotta love the wwe talk on this pod man oh, like, it, sure. it never happens next week one of these weeks maybe for the wrestlemania week We'll have like a strictly WWE. Yeah, then uh, we'll get then we'll get three views. We'll get three but, views but instead still, of nine. We'll, we'll talk. Maybe Mike Conley will we'll tune in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the NBA, buddy. We're getting a little off topic here. As the host, I got to steer the ship, and it you, you, this Sorry that's one that. that's one of my kryptonites, Luca. Yeah, you I had start to, talking I about hear. WWE. I could go on mm-hmm. forever. Um, what is a more truthful statement? The Lakers are overrated and not going to make the playoffs or gold, the golden state warriors title contenders for the first time since their dynasty. You're saying what's more of an overreaction is what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's hard. I, I think the warriors are legit. I'm going to be honest with you. I do think the Lakers can figure it out, but I do think they are a little bit overrated now by overrated. I mean, I think they're god-awful, not going to lie. Well, I don't think they're top four. But I don't think they're not a playoff team, if that makes sense. I think they are a playoff team, but I don't see them as a top four seed. Like, I just think they're going to figure it out. They're going to they're gonna sneak in some way, somehow, whether it be through the play-in or guys just hitting big-time shots. I don't know. I, I just think they are going to make the playoffs, but I agree with you. I, I think they are a bit overrated. 
before the season. Now yeah. I think people are starting to see it. Like, I don't think you have anybody saying, all oh, the Lakers are winning the championship. No. But based off of preseason predictions, I would agree with you. I think they are overrated because a lot of people had them. I think I had them like fourth or something. Yeah, we had them. We had fourth dumb. Or, I don't know. We had, we, had, we had 12 teams in the playoffs when we did our thing. <laughs> so, but um, I agree with you. I, I, I think they are a bit overrated. But I, I'm, I'm on this Warriors train, man. Steph Curry is – I love I watching him play. It. I should have put an MVP bet. I don't know why. Last year I wanted to put an MVP bet. Didn't do it. Now this year, why wouldn't I do it with a better team? And he's going to get Clay back um, maybe after yeah. Christmas. And Walt um, Weisman. I just think the Lakers, like LeBron James, maybe six, seven years ago, could bring this team to the NBA Finals. LeBron James now can't. He, he's had injury problems. He, he's on the load management schedule all the time. You have Russell Westbrook, who, like, why do teams keep trading for this guy thinking their team know. is going to go going to go upwards? Like, every team he's been on since OKC, and even OKC had struggles with him uh, during their, their, their tenure with him. So, Golden State, I love watching them play. Steph Curry, the biggest mistake in my NBA pool was I had a trade offer for Nikola Jokic and someone for Steph Curry and someone, and I didn't do it because I'm like, Nikola Jokic, he's a center. Centers don't come often in – in the like having an, a good center in an NBA Fantasy, pool is hard, yeah. and I should have done the stuff Curry because he's been like ranked number two or three this year. Yeah, this year. Well, like you're right in now. One. I'm in one. Yeah, I was in one last year, but right now I had drafted Nikola Jokic MVP last year. I'm like, I'm keeping him. He's still doing fantastic for me. I think he's fifth rated in the pool. Yeah, no, yeah. But Steph Curry, I should have. Well, he's done gonna that. get you more rebounds, maybe. Yeah, more exactly. Assists, but, but still, Steph Curry's gonna drop fifty. He's just more fun to watch too. You're like, I put it seven. Like, yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy, Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, NHL news. Obviously, we have to mention the Leafs. They've been rolling as of uh, late. Second in the you East. You said we were oh, talking whoa. about them today. We're not. We're mentioning them. We're not talking about them. Okay. I gotta so mention the Leafs. I'm taught they're rolling. They lost to Pittsburgh on Saturday, but they came back three nothing win over the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Jack Campbell's playing unbelievable. The Leafs are playing a different style of hockey, which I am loving right now sticking with those islanders though they are not where we had them during our preseason i had them winning the metro division and potentially going to the stanley cup conference final uh this season they sit dead last in the metro division what is going on there luca it's just really weird like they're just not a regular season team they're just not like they have never finished top two if you think about it, and and mind you, the Metro is a tough division, man. Like Pittsburgh's gonna start rolling now that Sid's back and Malkin's. I don't know his timetable, but he's gonna return eventually. It's tough in that uh, in that conference. Carolina is ranked number one in the power rankings this year. They're just they're phenomenal right now, and it's it is tough. I didn't expect them to be dead last. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. <laughs> they're in the Shane Wright sweepstakes. Like take that in. They're in the Shane Wright sweepstakes. The team that knocked my team out in six, I still can't believe it, are in the sweepstakes. And I think they're going to figure it out. They just always do. Especially when you have a coach like that, they, they will figure it out. They will figure it out. But listen, the luckiest team in the league is uh, getting unlucky. Don't feel bad for them at all. But if they make the playoffs, and they always go on this stretch where you know they'll, they'll just win like – 13 out of 15 and I'll be right back in the race and everybody's like how the hell are they doing this they got no superstars they lost everything blah 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 
and they just continue to prove people wrong. So I, I, I think they will make the playoffs, but they better start winning quick, man, because what's my favorite famous line? I got a lot of famous lines, a lot, but two points now is two points in April. Just got to say that. want to point that out there. They better start winning quick. Yeah, they had 13 games on the road to start, which wasn't really a road trip. Like they had the 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 home rest in between those 13 games waiting for U.S. That uh, is UBS uh, no, arena to, to, to be yeah. open. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a lot of home games down the stretch, especially at the end of the year. Yeah. But I just don't think that's a big enough excuse because you still had that rest in between. You still went home to New York, slept in your own bed. It's not like you were on the, the road for for 13 straight games. Yeah. You know what I mean? For three, four weeks, whatever it was. So mm-hmm. that I think their team is really old and is not keeping up with the speed of the game that it is now. They have a lot of veterans on that team, i.e. Chara, i.e. their uh, uh, Pelic. They just signed as Paul well. Mary's still on Paul Mary's still on that team. Barzell is not performing to where they thought he was going to be no. at. Um, their goaltending situation. Varlamov was injured at the start of the year. He was in the Vesna conversation last year. Sorokin, who took the reins at the start, was playing really well. I have him in my pool. He was playing really well, has taken a backseat to Varlamov. They're more of like a 50-50, but they're still not playing that well uh, as a tandem together. So, like you said, they have to figure it out. It's just the more times that the more you keep losing in November and December, it's so much harder to come back down the stretch in yep. April and May and towards the playoffs. Like I promised you before the show, we are going to talk about your team, the Boston Bruins. I just heard it like a couple interesting conversations on the radio today about uh, Tuka Rask and his future with the Boston Bruins. Do you see him? St- I know he said that he wants to stay in Boston, but do you see him going anywhere else if some team offers him or offers Boston a great package to go to maybe a contender like Florida or Tampa. Not, I wouldn't go to Tampa because Vasilevsky, but like Florida, if their goalie situation doesn't turn out or, or something like that, or do you see him staying in Boston? And to add on to that question, what are your thoughts about this Boston team right now? They haven't played a lot of games. No. And they're sitting outside of a playoff spot in the Atlantic, but what are your general thoughts so far during this season for them? Well, first on the Rask thing, I think he came out and said, it's Boston or nothing. Mm-hmm. I will play on the minimum. So the question you asked about guys getting hurt, I think that applies to the Bruins. If someone on this Bruins team goes down, like a, a goalie, I'm saying, I can see Boston saying, okay, you know what, Tuka? You've had half the season off or whenever the time may come. You've had a longer off season. We'll bring you in as the backup. We don't need you to start all these games, but just come in as the backup and hold down the fort. But then you got also got to realize, like, when that goalie comes back, what are you going to do? You're just going to, she's not going to play him. So there's kind of some discrepancy there. I don't think he'll go to another team. I just think out of the risk. I know it's a business, but I just think out of respect for Tuca, since he said he'd play on the minimum, that he doesn't want to play anywhere else, or Boston's not going to let him go unless Tuca says, okay, I changed my mind. I want to play and give me a chance. Then they would do that. But I think the respect they have for Tuca. I think he's going to stay in Boston. If he doesn't play this year, he's probably going to hang him up. He's a great goalie, man. Great goalie. When he was on, he was on. So sad to see him go because now answering your second question, I think they've done really well this year. 
I like the team. They're still figuring it out. There's a lot of new pieces on this team. They just won 5-1, and I know it's Buffalo, but outshopping 18-3 in the third tonight. Taylor Hall with a goal. Power play goal, baby. It's good for you. You dropped him, didn't you? No, I didn't have him in the lineup tonight. He's been inconsistent, man. I put my other guys in who didn't perform, and I should have put Taylor Hall in, but still. Played the odds. Sorry. <laughs> Well, that's just a poor managerial decision, but we move. <laughs> and and uh, I, I think they're going to figure it out. Again, like I said with the Islanders, Boston's one of those teams where they're going to go on a stretch, 20 games, probably going to win 15 of them. They do this every year. They need to get to get going too, but they're not as bad as other teams. Like They're still in the race. And they haven't even played as many games. Like People are saying, oh, Boston's not playing. Boston's not performing. But do you just look at the standings or – you actually watch their games like they're actually not a bad team they're actually playing pretty well the goaltending you could tell to got them in a lot of games swayman's a stud i think he's going to be a really good goalie all mark you know his positioning sometimes i'm like i don't know what you're doing out there but he has come up decently big so far this year but i i think this team is good enough i think they can they will make the playoffs i think they will finish top three 16 games played for people who don't realize that, the Leafs have played 20. And playing 21 tonight. Playing 21 tonight. Okay, so 21-17. Yeah. I don't know if this is calculated. They're only seven points behind. So you win all of them. You, you know, you're up on Toronto. Even if you win half of them, you're what, three points back, four points, whatever? So you're still there. Like, you're still in the conversation. They're five points off Tampa with two games in hand. So you win both, you're one point back. So they're they're right in the mix. I'm liking this team. There's some depth scoring. It's still the top line. We all know the perfection line is going to do their thing. But this season was, they're getting older now. We need more depth scoring. They should have done it years ago. I don't know what the hell they were waiting for, but now they had the cap space to do it. Locked up some of their big boys like McAvoy and Coyle. So I'm liking this team, man. I really, really am liking this team because come playoff time, you know what happens. They lose in the second round? Exactly. (laughs) To the Lightning. To the Lightning or to Carolina. Hopefully they – no, no, they'll, they'll, they can beat Carolina. They have in the past. I don't know about this year. But the Lightning, yeah, they just got to – they got to screw off, man. They got to get out of here. We can't beat those guys. Give them to the Leafs. We'll, we'll beat them. Yeah, you guys beat them, and then we'll meet you in the second round. Yeah, and then you guys – then you guys will go to the third. Then so, we'll go to the third. Uh, just the way it goes there. We gave Luca his his time to talk about his team That's our finally. Spot. We haven't done this in a while. That was my yes. spotlight. That was your spotlight uh, for this week on the Boston now, Bruins. Let me let me say something before we move – Actually, you know what? I'll play it at the end. I'll surprise you at the end. Okay. We'll wait till the end. Yeah, we got a lot more stuff. We're going to move on to the uh, NFL Week 12. Okay. Um, one question I want to ask you, Mr. Cover 4 podcast analyst here. Oh, um, the Bills got crushed by the Colts, and they're, that's just one example of a lot of games where people especially put bets on to win, like heavily favored bets on the Bills to win, and they get absolutely killed by the Colts. Why is there so much parody this year in the NFL? Why? <laughs> I Explain that to me. If I knew, I'd be a rich man. If I knew, because I would be, I would just be betting on all these underdog games. Like, I don't understand. Football's a crazy sport. Anything can happen on any given week. Like this season reminds me of college football every year, where you just see massive upsets. But it's happening in the highest league of the sport. Buffalo losing to Jacksonville. What? Houston beating Tennessee. I don't care if you're a division rival. That's the worst team in football. 
Detroit tying the Steelers? Oh, God. What, what? Like, what? Detroit and couldn't even like, pull out the win there. Detroit, yeah, and they couldn't <laughs> even win. Like, Pittsburgh said, we don't even want to win this game. And Detroit said, you know what? No, we don't want to win this game. And they went back and forth, and they tied. Stupid that there's still ties in this sport, but we move. Dallas. Yeah. Kansas City is back. Like, Brady, Kansas City Brady. was bad, and then – yeah, then Kansas they're starting to come slow, on down now they're late. starting to come on. The Cardinals have had their quarterback and their best receiver out, and they're still winning. They're still playing like playing playing great as well. Like, I just don't understand this NFL season. It's wide open. Like, it even for Brady, open. even for Brady, he played like crap the past two weeks, and then he comes back and has an outstanding performance. Yeah. Uh on Monday. It's I just close, it, man. it's so hard it because I'm close. looking at all these NFL bets and I'm like, ah, who should I pick? And I'm talking to like all my buddies at work. I'm like, like, should I do this? Should I do this? And I'm like telling them, like, I don't know because this could happen. Like, this game is like between two bad teams. I can't tell you who wins. Or yeah. this is between two good teams. I like, I can't tell you who wins that. And then if you see a Detroit and Pittsburgh, and you're like, pick, pick, pick uh, Pittsburgh, they're going to win outright. And then they end up tying, and that just ruins your parlay. And you just get absolutely furious and you lose so much money. And it just bothers me. And it bothers a lot of people this season, Luca. But does it like does it bother you in in terms of betting? Because I think it's actually. Oh, I think cool. it. Well, that's like the 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 new age, and you you heard the the conversation. Oh yes, it's yes. the new age of sports now. A single game betting is driving a lot of the these sports leagues, and is gonna gonna be a prominent and growing thing uh, through the years. So yeah, I guess it, it's a it's a terrible thing for betting, but like watching having the league being so unpredictable is awesome for viewership oh yeah awesome for storylines and especially for us like guys in media watching uh the jacksonville jaguars uh beat the bills it's like that's an awesome story and we get to break it down and talk about it but for betting wise and for fans of the bills (laughs) they are not having a great time right now luca they're not and the patriots are first in the afc east that, like, come on, baby. Let's go. Who would have thought that? Not me. I'll be honest. I should have put down Super Bowl odds on my path. I should have just done it. Mac Jones. Rookie I hear TV. a lot of should. I should have put this I on Curry. Have, I should have. I should have. I should have. Just I, do I, it. I five bucks. I know. Put five bucks. They're plus 3,000 to win the Super Bowl. So now you know what I'm going to do now? Once I get to the playoffs and they see their matchup and it gets even closer. I don't. Obviously, I hope they don't lose. But they lose a little, little couple games. They slide into the wild card. The odds go a little bit up. Put the bet on. Up on the Pats to win the Super Bowl. This is crazy because there's a legitimate chance that there's a Brady versus Patriots Super Bowl. There's a chance. That would be crazy. There is a chance. But who would they have to beat? Like, Mac Jones would probably have to beat the Chiefs. Probably have to beat the Chiefs, and he'd probably have to... uh... And he's going to play on the road pretty... He, I listen, don't know because if he's a division he winner, beat the Chiefs, maybe the Bills, if they run into it, the Bengals, maybe Baltimore, inconsistent, but that's still a tough team with Lamar. The Chargers, they've beaten already, it's still going to be a tough game. They can beat the Bengals for sure. Chargers, they're playing they've great on the road too, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're better on the road. They're, they're better on the road. They're undefeated on the road. Undefeated on the road. So, like, wouldn't you want them to slip in the wild card, just play all road games all the way to the Super Bowl? I don't really care. Based on the play. stats, I'm confident. This is the first time ever. I like watching our defense play. The first time ever in my life because Brady was on the team. I'm like, screw this. I just want to see Brady play. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, it's like Mac Jones, get off the field. I want Mac to watch Jones, my defense like, go to work. I love you, bud, but 
My defense gave me 28 points in, uh, points in fantasy. I need you off the field, bro. <laughs> I need some more picks and stuff. Exactly. So they're playing really well. I'm excited, but this, this season's up in the air, man. I really don't know where where it's headed. It, it is crazy. So let's get on to our marquee matchups. Let's qu- quickly move through these Week 12 ones. First, we got Buffalo, New Orleans, Thanksgiving Day game, the night game. Bills favored by six. Who you got? Saints. Oh, Saints at home. Saints at home pulls off the upset. I'm going my heart on this one because I need Buffalo to lose to gain a bigger lead in the division. But hey, man, I think the Saints are in tank mode. Like Nick wants them to tank. Yeah. <laughs> no Camara. Trevor Simeon's playing. No offensive yeah. line. It's bold going with the Saints, but we've seen crazier things this year. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with Buffalo because yeah, after the well. bad loss, they <laughs> yeah. always come back and, and smack a team, especially New Orleans in their situation right now. I'm going to go with the safe pick in Buffalo. Speaking of those Pats, we got Pats and Tennessee, New England. Oh, yeah. Favored at six and a half. Favored by six and a half points. Are you nuts? These guys are the first place team in the AFC and they're favored by six and a half. Take Against that in. Against Tennessee. Yeah. I'm Take going with in. the Pats, baby. So am I. Let's go hard on the Pats. Let's go. All in on the Patriots. All in on the Patriots. Rams at Green Bay. Rams favored by one. That is insane. Packers came off a tight loss. They're going to bounce back. Aaron Rodgers, he's on. I hate to say this. I really do. But he's my second in MVP right now. Who's your first? Come on. Really? Are you going to put Mac Jones? No. Tom Brady. Tom, bro. (laughs) Mac Jones rookie of the year, though. Mac Jones, rookie of the year. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers as well, mm-hmm. just because I love Aaron Rodgers and I just love his antics. And I like okay. these picks. I'm not giving you football picks. I'm giving you just gut because I like them. Hey, picks. Sometimes the gut's better. Sometimes the more you and, know. Um, Cleveland and Baltimore. I think that's a Sunday nighter. Yeah, Divisional game. Is. Baltimore favored by three. I'm going with the Ravens. I'm off the Browns train. They've just looked awful. This is it. This is their season here. On Sunday night, they lose this game. It's done. Are they going to start over? You think move on Baker Mayfield, all uh, that kind of stuff? I don't know if they're going to move on from Baker, but he's definitely not going to get like a super max or a max. But again, think of it like it's so hard to find a QB in this in this league. What QB are you going to find that's Baker Mayfield that's going to be available? And do you trust to draft another one in the class? He already knows the system. I, yeah, I you already think, you already have this top level defense. Like you really yeah. do want to make such big changes and bring in a rookie quarterback or just a lower end like spot quarterback to come mm-hmm. in and fill the offense. I don't exactly. know. You have a good point there, Luca. So those are our picks. That's pretty much our show. You going with the want... Ravens too? You going with the Ravens? Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens as well. Okay. Um, as we wrap up the show, just two storylines. I just want to get your opinion on. Firstly. Canada, U.S. unveiled their jerseys the past two days. Awful. Before I, you don't even have to I ask just, it. It's they're, awful. They're absolutely, both of them are terrible. Awful. At first, I looked at them like I just woke up from a nap, and I looked at Canada's and I'm like, oh, the black's sick. But then when I really looked at them, I hate the way the leaf looks. Yeah, man. The leaf looks I so agree. dumb. It's not even like – and and this is my opinion. The leaf has to be red. The leaf has to be red. Why it is it be black? black. On the, the red jersey. jersey. On the red jersey. Like and even if it even, was, and it's all red. Like like put a little bit of white in there, make it pop a little bit. Like I don't know how this gets. Even passed. if it was on the red jersey, it had uh, red with white outline, 
Like it can't yeah. be full. It can't be exactly. Full. No, it can't be like full red like how they did. Like if it's gonna be red, outline it in. And a lot of it. We're not um, getting black, man. Like okay, that's an unpopular opinion. I love the black. I no no. I agree. I think the black goes great with the right the the white and the red. But to make a jersey black, that's fine. But to make the leaf black now? No, the leaf black's stupid. But the jersey and the kit. It's like it's like it, like it looks like you just fell on the street and it's raining. Yeah. That's what leaves look like when they turn black. Seriously, how is the leaf not red? And then if it isn't red, it has to be white. Mm-hmm. After that, it can't be black. And even the U.S. jerseys were just like so plain, like USA and the like. Yeah, just was... I just. But like, I like them better the other... than I like them better than the Canadian jersey. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I said that. Too. Where do you get that design of the leaf? Like, what is that? The leaf has I just three think... things. It's not supposed to have eight. I just think it's more supposed to be more like. One is the World Cup, and they kind of did that design with the leaf in the World Cup of hockey, if you remember, like yeah, that yeah. more like uh, I guess modernized, weird, like animated leaf. Yeah. But okay. when you come to the Olympics and all the history with the Olympics, it has make it make it vintage, make it like more. Uh, what's what's the word? Not vintage. Original. More, uh, original. Yeah. Traditional. Something like that. Overthink it. No, these guys, they just overthink it. I just wanted to make it more modernized and maybe more like animated. And I just didn't like it. Like, I can you see what are they wearing the gold medal game? Like, if I see them wear the red and the black leaf in the gold medal game, why are they having black leaf? If they like, they have to wear that white jersey in the gold medal wearing in the gold medal game, yeah, they have to. Well, they're gonna make it. So, (laughs) okay, I hope I know, I hope so too. And Tiger Woods. Hitting some balls at the range. Is he coming back soon, Luca? No. <laughs> it's just nice to see him come back. He comes back. back. 50 bucks on him winning the Masters. I'll put it on you. We'll put 100 on the Masters. I think that's more of a heart pick, but hey, I want to see him win. Crazier again. things have happened. And we covered the one of the greatest sports. Um, we did. We covered it. I had to the greatest on sports it the moments ever to happen with Tiger Woods yeah. winning the Tour Championship and the Masters. We were privy for both of those so we were it's good to see tiger woods back hitting some balls at least and i hopefully he makes a return to golf what do you have to show me before this okay show i don't up? know if this is gonna pick up i don't know if the audience will be able to hear this you i think will be able to hear this but just listen to this okay can you hear it okay wait yeah, you can Put can't it on your it. mic. Put it on your mic on your earphones, you dummy. That is actually an amazing point. While I get this set up, talk to everybody about what's coming up about the guests and the betting that we have. Planned. Oh, okay. So me and Luca have been talking about this uh, betting thing. And we, like I said earlier in the podcast, the betting aspect of sports has shot through the roof now that single game betting is allowed in Canada. And it is just more prominent in today's game and in in today's world. So what we want to do in future shows is bring on some of our guests, like Luca suggested his friend, Christian Mezzatesta, who has been on the show before, who is, we're not saying he's a professional. uh, He knows the odds, blah, 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 stuff like that, but he bets and he has knowledge of betting and, and, and does it. So we want to bring him on, give us his picks for the week. Maybe some of our listeners can use them. Maybe you win some money, maybe you lose some money. Me and Luke are going to ask him questions about what we should do. Also give our picks as well. So we're going to be doing that. And also we want to get more guests, like more, more uh, show oriented guests just to talk about 
their past, maybe hockey players, basketball players, some guys we know. We want to do that more to give you guys more content as well. We're going to try to up things now. That means you were both out of school, graduated, and just trying to make our way in this business. So that's what's coming up on the L2 Sports Podcast in the future. So please stay tuned with us. Luca, let's see what you got here. I can hear, but I don't know if it's picking up. That's John Cena. It's been too long, baby. It's been too long. And Michael Cole's call had said, no way. You think he knew, right? Like, he had to have known. No, he knows, man. But, man, like, that's just crazy. Like, imagine you're, like, commentating and you actually – like, if I was commentating – You would tell them not to tell you anything? I, I wouldn't want to know the Royal Rumble order. I wouldn't want to know. Yeah, I, I that, that I wouldn't want to know. Except either. for that one time when he was actually in it. That was the funniest world I've ever seen. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I hated <laughs> that. I thought it was stupid. And he had a match at WrestleMania. And it was stupid. Yeah. Him versus Jerry Lawler and Stone Cold Steve Austin was the referee. That was the only funny part because Stone Cold just, like, he literally just stunned everybody and stunned Michael Cole. And it was just, it was, it was funny, but it was a crappy match. John Cena. That audio, but John Cena returning to money in the bank. Uh, it's just a great call. And this guy returns back to WWE after like acting and, and like. Yeah. Fast him. nine. Dominic Toretto's uh, brother. You watched it? No, I didn't watch. I just know. It's the ninth movie. I'm sure uh, number 10 is going to come out and then I'll watch nine and then yeah, we'll exactly. watch 10 and stuff like that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the podcast. We went a little long this one. A lot to talk about. Got off topic with some uh, some world wrestling entertainment. But hey, it's Luca and me. It's Luca and I. We we usually go off topic on a lot of stuff. Um, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio, Radio Casts, and Spotify. Please follow our Instagram, L2 Sports Podcast. Follow Luca at LucaMoya92. And me, Lucas Cartelli, 23, for more contact. Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's Luca. I'm Lucas. We'll see you guys next week.